I have two cups. You do? That's a lot of cups. I thought you would appreciate that based on our hallway passes today. I, I do. So many cups. So many cups. So the question I have <laughs> was the cup in your right hand at one point seemed like it, it looked like oatmeal. It was at one point. But it looked really soupy. I overfilled the cup. Is that what happened? It's hard to gauge. I thought you know, if you've got a bowl, you see more of the oatmeal spread out and you can kind of get a better gauge of where the water level is at. Uh, but if you're using a cup like I like this cup right here, that's the cup I usually use. Yeah. Just it's in the office and stuff. I'll empty it out, put the boiling water in. I mean, there are some times that I'm so tired that instead of putting the boiling water in, I like fill it up with coffee. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get my coffee. Really? Oh, I just ruined my oatmeal. That's horrible. It is. It truly is. We should probably start the podcast now. Let's do it. All right. Hey, welcome to the Atrium, a Hope Christian Church podcast. I'm Jared, creative arts pastor here at Hope Christian Church. You're still clenching your <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Can we try again? <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving it. I'm Neil. No, no I'll just Wait, no. be open-handed. <laughs> Hot, hot hands. I'm Neil, lead pastor of Hope Christian Church. I don't know why I did that. I don't know. Probably because you put coffee in your oatmeal. (laughs) It happened again. It's so weird. Man. I love it. I I hope the only reason I notice is because I feel threatened. Do you really? Nah. Well, it'd be weird if I had like. I don't think your arms are long enough to hit me from here. No. But I don't know what you got going on. It could show my hunger if I had like a fork and a knife. Like ah. shoulder dexterity. I don't know what you can. Ooh, be careful there. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't knock that over. How are you? (laughs) I'm good now. How's your take? I'm awake. Uh, I'm I'm great. I didn't put coffee in my oatmeal like we were just discussing. So uh, it's been a good day. That's why I had the two two cups though. Walking down the hall. The one looked like. Coffee. Oatmeal. Your oatmeal was so soupy that it looked like the consistency of a homemade milkshake. I could have drank it. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have been good, like, if you put a little protein in there. And Oat milk is a thing. Yeah, that's true. You know I that? Don't, have I don't you tried it? it for it? Yeah. Sarah really likes it. I don't really, okay. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, she sent me an article. It's on my phone right now. I have to read about hormones in cow's milk. Okay. Do you drink cow's milk? I do. Do you? Okay. Yeah, With my grape ask. nuts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was under the assumption when you had mentioned grape nuts that you were eating them dry for some reason. Well, that's a weird assumption. Although a lot of people use it like granola in yogurt or something, I guess. I suppose. I pictured you with just a Tupperware filled with grape nuts. <laughs> and just, just pouring gravel straight into yeah, my mouth. I don't know. You just, you've got a toughness to you. Well, I thought those how teeth got this beard. can take anything. Ooh, they cannot. No? <laughs> no. I no? have sensitive teeth. Do you really? Uh, sensitive to cold. Like okay. Some people chew up ice. Sometimes I'll do that, but most of the time it's like uh, too cold. Is that a condition or is it just how you're made? I wouldn't be surprised if I have some sort of condition, <laughs> but I don't think it would have to, anything to do I'm with my teeth. I'm certain you have <laughs> some condition. I just don't know if it's grape nut and tooth related. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my goodness. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. How's your day been? It's okay. I've got, I have two cups because I have a little bit of um, coffee in this. Yeah. One millimeter. Yeah, of coffee. I'm a little tired today. Henry gets it up at an unreasonable hour. What time did he wake up today? Today was not a problem. Ah, uh, it was yesterday though. So today he's been having difficulty sleeping at night, and so he'll call Rachel into the room, and Rachel will just crawl. His bed's big enough where she can just crawl into bed with him yep. and help him fall back asleep. But then she mm-hmm. falls asleep. Yep. And then she's gone for pretty much the rest of the night. Oh. And what normally happens is Henry's up. Typically around five or five thirty. Okay. Um, couple was it yesterday? He, I think the first time he yelled was like at four twenty. Ah. So it was really early, and so we went to bed last night, and 
I assumed Henry was going to be up at like five or five thirty, like normal. Mm-hmm. But because yesterday was a nice day, we spent more time outside, mm-hmm. and so he ran around a lot. It's great. He was on the playground here at church for a while, and then we went to another park, and we um, you just had a great day outside. And I think that he needed to burn some of that energy out. Yeah. So they Henry and Rachel didn't get up until like seven twenty. Wow. Which is like. Two, two and a half hours later than he normally sleeps. Man. But today, I had to go get blood work. Uh-huh. So I had to get up earlier than normal. Oh. So the one day that Henry slept in, I had to get up to go get... When you get to be a man in your 40s, you get more regular blood work. Yes. So, Apparently so. Yeah, that's what they do. Weekly with you. <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> it's cool. Near the, well, they're like, something's off. We just can't figure it out. Let's try the blood. It's <laughs> <laughs> some sort of condition. Wow. So... um that's great. Yeah. So I got a little coffee today, a little water. That's cool. Yeah. We'll That's see. That's awesome, man. Hey, I think it's time for meet and greet. But up, up, up. Is that going to be every time? I don't know. I, I like it. I'm going to try it. Okay. We'll try it's and see that with or it. words. Good. Hey, if I'm going to do this every time. <laughs> no, All right. I've got a couple questions for you today. I like this. <clears throat> First question is this Are you a good dancer? Uh, yes. Are you really? I, th- I have rhythm. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense since you're yeah. a musician. Um, so do you feel like you have a library of moves you feel comfortable pulling out? No, depending I wouldn't on the, say I have a repertoire. Rachel's going to probably write into the podcast. <laughs> Just the subject line will be liar. And the, why do you feel so comfortable lying <laughs> to all these people? <laughs> I have, I'll say, am I a good dancer? No, probably not a good dancer. I have good rhythm as a musician, as a, you know, a pseudo drummer. I I have good rhythm. And so the, the, the thing when I think about a good dancer is something that looks, looks good. Yeah. I can't do anything with my body that, that looks good. (laughs) I did not oh. want to look you deep in the eyes when I said that. <laughs> Gaze into my eyes, Neil. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> my hips lie. Oh. That's, <laughs> I am not Shakira. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think I can do anything with, you know, as far as a coordinated dance. But yeah. I believe that if I was taught mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. someone who was skilled in the area of this is what you do with your arms, yep. you know, this is what you do with your shoulders. Yep. I feel like that's all I dance with is my shoulders yeah. and my arms yeah. and that whole thing. Do you do like kind of the sideways shuffle kind of thing? I think just... I could learn. So okay. you're, am I Am I a good dancer? No. Okay. Do I have potential to be Fred Astaire? <laughs> wow. No. That's quite I think the claim. I, I think I could be taught. Dude, have you seen videos of that dude? Like he's in his 70s still doing crazy. No. Show tunes? No, like really? I, th- I want to say it was the it wasn't the Emmys. Maybe it was the Oscars where he pulled out like some crazy dance, it, like literally in his seventies. <coughs> that dude was something else. <coughs> you okay? Yep. <coughs> it's all this talk about Fred Astaire. <coughs> too many. No, I've got too many cups. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going between hot and cold. <laughs> My throat's freaking out. It's like pick one. <laughs> we don't have time for this. That's awesome. Call yeah, I, water pal. I relate to that answer. Of if I was taught, I feel that I would probably be decent yeah um what style of dance would you want to want to learn i don't know (laughs) Uh, see this is how little i know about dance that i wouldn't even know what to learn okay you know ballroom dancing would be interesting okay uh i don't know i i don't 
Yeah. Maybe I'm calling a ballroom and in my mind I'm thinking of something completely else. That's what I'm saying. Is like, I don't even know. Yeah. I know nothing about dance. You ever watch other any than of those like dance shows, speaking of TV and movies? Like Dances with the Stars. Yeah, that kind of thing. Nope. No. Never have. I, it's just not my jam. I don't know. I don't yeah. I don't I just I don't get into that. I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah. So a wedding. Let's say you're at a wedding. That's where I just I stick to the slow songs. I'm like Really? Maybe okay. let's go out there. We'll slow dance. That's what I'm talking about. Like the, the sideways shuffle, that kind of yeah. thing. Okay. Totally doable. Like, you know, hands on hip, other hand, you know, and she's got her hands on, the, you know. People know we, those. We couple um, up, me and Sarah couple up pretty well. I feel like. There's one, what is it? The Cleveland shuffle, something like that. I feel like there's sure, all these. I don't know. Every wedding you go to. You're already beyond me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I don't know a thing. Yeah. I know that. And I know like, uh. I don't know the electric slide and that's uh, maybe the one I'm thinking of. What's the one that's like slide to the left, slide to the right? I don't. I know that. I feel like I'm the only one in the wedding. Cha cha shuffle. Okay, that's one that everyone knows, and I'll get into. That's where you clap. Yes. Okay. Everybody clap. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. I feel like everybody knows that, but me. Really? Yeah. You need to go to more weddings. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You can't really. You have to be invited. You don't have to. I mean, most most weddings do not have security. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to go the speed limit. It's just. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to you, just hold to cultural norms, man. You don't have man. to do anything. <laughs> okay, so you yeah. feel that you I you have I the have, rhythm, you have the building blocks. Yeah, you just need someone to kind of form you. You're void and formless, but you. Well, have. I don't need somebody. I feel like if they took the time to do that, yeah, they would do that. I desire. I have zero desire to learn how to dance. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay, yeah. thank you. That's interesting. Everyone learned something about you today. <laughs> something valuable. All right. Uh, you can have an unlimited... This is hypothetical. Yeah. You can have an unlimited supply of something for the rest of your life. What do you choose? And you can't choose money. Unlimited supply of something. Ooh. My... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this is an answer. I was going to say... Um, health. That's good. Going to say health. Are you saying, but it has to be immortality, or <clears throat> no. just you want to live to a reasonable age and you want to be healthy the whole time? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and like less pain. Yeah. What age do you consider to be reasonable? What as it relates to like you want to live to this oh. age? It's it's hard for me to get out of the mode of <laughs> thinking scripturally because my my answer is like I want to live as long as the Lord wants me to live. To sure. live is Christ, to die is gain. I know what's waiting for me as yep. much as all of us, any of us can, yep. you know, know from scripture. What would be your hope <clears throat> that is the number so that the Lord has picked I'll just, out for you? I'll think about Henry. Yep. I would like to live as long as possible to yep. experience as much life with you know, to see my son grow up and to be a man. So Henry's five and I'll be 43 in a couple of months. And yep. so by the time, you know, he hits 40, I'll be 70, 78, you know, mm-hmm. kind of creeping up on that. Yeah. Statistics. I mean, men get 80, 81, 81 years. And so sure. it'd be great to see Henry live into his fifties and sixties yeah. and live all that life with him and Rachel. And, yeah. um, but yeah, I think unlimited, supply yeah it would be it would be health i find i find because uh, <clears throat> i'm a guy that has um chronic pain from mm-hmm. you know injuries and yeah. it's super distracting oh yeah sometimes so that makes sense when i 
it's uncomfortable for me to stand and preach for a half hour a lot of times. Sure. Because, and people will ask me, why do you move around so much? Part of it, part of it is just how I am. Yeah, just, that's your personality. You know, yeah, I'm kind of a mover. But it also, if I stand in one place for too long, <clears throat> because I've got, you know, had low back injuries and mid back yeah. injuries, all these back injuries, then yeah. it hurts. <laughs> so I don't yeah. want to sit and preach. Right. Because I, I don't like doing that. I felt, you know, I did that for a year and a half because of, of, of you know, pain. So, so chronic, getting rid of some of that pain yeah um would be you know so unlimited health would be would be wonderful but like the lord has also used that pain in my life in significant ways ways yeah. that would take 19 podcasts to try to explain and so yeah i'm not too anxious i'm not too anxious to get rid of it yeah because it, it's helped um help me tighten up and shore up a few things and mm-hmm. help give me some perspective on things as well interesting so, what about you what about me? Yeah, unlimited. Probably crude oil. No, oh, crude, crude oil. oil. <laughs> it just seems like a doorway to a lot of a lot of things. Like I could see myself being like an ethical oil baron. Maybe okay. I, I don't know if that's even possible. I don't know. I, feel I don't like know this much is about a, a book you're working on. <laughs> the ethical <I> mean, oil. <laughs> The ethical oil baron. What would you do if I was like, Neil, hey, would you novel. write the foreword to this for yeah. me? Well, I would immediately say no. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. That's well, everything I know about Jared is he's pretty ethical. Oh. So I could imagine that he's come up with some good ideas. Right. <laughs> I, on the topic of crude oil, not sure how he got any of that information or knowledge or background. Yeah. But yeah, well, I would just question no. motive. Well, could you just imagine if you found oil under your land? Like, you know, I, not, neither of us has like a great deal of How land, am I finding this? Am I digging? I don't know. I'm already out. I, I'm maybe it's maybe it seeps up in your yard, and you're like, "What is this?" And then you call like some company to come out, and they're like, "Hey, you've got like wow." So I'm you Jed can, Clamp it. <laughs> I don't know. You you sell it out. You just say, "Hey, I'm going to bring a company in. They can drill on my land. You get a kickback. You make a bunch of money, and then you could do all kinds of things." You know that the Beverly Hillbillies. Is that the story? That's the story. Wow. Kinda, kind of. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to be the Beverly Hillbillies? No. What's no. that song? Uh, I'll tell you a story by a man named Jed. A poor mom yes. here barely kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food, and up through the ground came a bumbling crude. There it is. Oil, there is. I'm just kidding. No, I like the answer health. That's really good of just thinking, you know, I'm going to live for a certain amount of time. It'd be great to to be to have my body together for the whole time. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> I've thought about, honestly, gas. What's one of the most annoying things is like gas prices go up and down, especially right now. Gas yeah. prices are on the uptick. It'd be nice just to never have to pay for gas again. Never pay for gas. You know? Yeah, that'd, that's good that'd too. That'd be something. So yeah. I think about stuff like that, more convenience oriented things. You're thinking about your son. So that's <laughs> that's like infinitely better than me. I'm like, what could make life easier? Well, I'm an <laughs> older like, dad. I just like I probably think about that more than, <laughs> yeah. you know anybody would think but yeah. you know i think about that sometimes like you know we got parent teacher conferences and yeah. there's at some point they're gonna be like you brought your grandpa <laughs> is your dad oh. at home oh. <laughs> and so like i mean that's i know this is this is part of it yeah am i allowed to ask one uh yes and then i have <clears throat> one last one for you oh no, you, no 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 okay. you can ask yours and then i want to know jared yes did you or do you play sports that is a great question, and I thank you for asking it. Yeah. Uh, so I will say this. In the past, um, I have been given to playing football just <clears throat> for the fun of it. Um, one thing I've always enjoyed is throwing a baseball. Okay. Um, I was <laughs> never um, pressured. Well, not even. 
encouraged to pursue sports okay. uh, as a kid. And I was naturally inclined more towards artistic expression, whether that's through music or, or like um, drama, like okay. that kind of stuff, especially in high school. So I think back and I really feel that if I would have played baseball, I could have been really, really good. Um, and so I'm basing that on some so ane- anecdotal evidence. I think naturally I'm given to it if I work at it and put in time. Okay. Um, you know, most of my time post high school was spent just like working out that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but did, yeah. So did you play so, baseball in high school? It or? was all just for the fun of it. I never okay. was on never, a team. So unfortunately, sports. no. One okay. of the sadnesses of my heart <clears throat> really? is that I never got to experience that. How about you? Yeah, I played um, sports. I went to Open Door in Elyria, and yeah. so soccer was like what they had. They didn't have football. Right. I really loved football as a kid. I went to um, the Top Dog Browns football camp Interesting. as a kid when I was uh, sixth, seventh grade, and um, I won um, best running back. Really? I did. Wow. And so I got my picture taken with Bernie Kosar. No and way. Ozzie Newsome. Dude, come on. That's awesome. Hanford Dixon. Wow. Um, got to meet all those guys, uh, in that era, <clears throat> but then open door didn't have it. And mm-hmm. I remember talking to my parents about wanting to go to Elyria West to play football. Yeah. And they were like, Hey, you need a, you know, we'd like you to stay and get a Christian education. And so that's what I did. And I played soccer and yeah. I did good at soccer. Like I started varsity and all that, That's awesome. um, ran track and I wanted to do like, um, hundred meter. Yeah. And so I did that for a little bit. I wrestled yeah. in junior high and just got destroyed. <laughs> <clears throat> I got destroyed. I just didn't have, I didn't care. Yeah. And they were like, fight. And I'm like, why? <laughs> What, what am I doing here? Like, what's the prize? Yeah. Orange slices, because that's what you guys hand out at the end yeah. of a match. Orange slices. Nice. Um, I, I got destroyed. And part of it, part of it was I didn't want to do it. My dad was a really good wrestler. Yeah. yeah like, Air Force champion, beat state champions. Sheesh. He was legit. Wow. Like, legit. And <clears throat> so I showed a little interest in wrestling, and he was excited about that. And so he got yeah. me into wrestling, and, and I just got... Uh, pinned nearly every match oh, man. but my dad got water on the knee Oof. when he wrestled mm-hmm. and he's like i don't want you to have water on the knee yeah and so there were these really cool sleek wrestling knee pads mm-hmm. um that looked almost like a like a brace mm. um that were like a neoprene or something like yeah. that and they were just really cool looking and you know you could still move bend your knees all that sort of stuff yeah and i was like okay i'm gonna get some of those and he's like no those don't offer enough protection. Uh-oh. So what he decided to buy me were women's volleyball knee pads. Oh, no. Yeah. Huge. Wow. I mean, humongous yes. volleyball knee pads. Dude, I bet you looked awesome in those. So it felt awesome. I'll, I'll have to. There's video of it out there. Oh, yes, please, Neil. It's on VHS. We got to get a VCR. Oh, my word, please. <laughs> Lots of. He videotaped all the matches because we'd go over the matches afterward and he'd show me, you know, how quickly I got pinned. So he was intense. <laughs> He was. He was very intense with this. Your son, here's how you failed. But here's the thing. Like, you know, I'm I'm coming out and it's it's mano y mano. Yeah. It it was boy versus boy. Yeah. And and so you're coming out and you you part half of the battle is mental. Oh yeah. For coming sure. out with confidence and then coming out being in, intimidating. Yeah. And here I am with volleyball knee pads, walking on the mat. Yeah. And the my opponent would always look at me, 
and then look down and then just go, I'm going to win. <laughs> like they just knew because they're like, this guy didn't even know what sport he's playing. Yeah. And my dad's like, protect your knees. And uh, so, yeah, I got destroyed. Oh, dude. Just destroyed. So, I feel like part of the mental um, battle would also be the battle. And I think you touched on this a little bit to take it seriously. Right. And not be like a little weirded out. Like almost. I, I don't know. This is how I felt sometimes. And depending on what it is, I, I don't feel this way. But wrestling for me would be kind of like, you're really taking it that seriously, dude? Like, yeah. Don't you have anything else going on? In it was, I don't know. And that's mean because I know a lot, it's important to people. Like, that's not what I'm trying to oh say. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to say, personally, it'd be hard for me to get into it and be like, yeah, this is my thing. And I feel really good about it and confident about it. I want to take this person down. And it's like kind of what you're saying is like, why are we here doing this? I think my dad was excited that, it, you know, we could bond over something because like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a huge sports guy and we'd go, you know, shoot hoops and play catch and stuff like that. Yeah. But when I showed interest in wrestling, he was like, that was his thing. Yeah. And he still loves to watch like wrestling, high school wrestling, wow. college wrestling. And I and, uh, was really into it. And he had this signature move and I can't remember, I, th I think it was called the Japanese wizard or wizard. I don't remember which one it was. Wizard sounds <clears throat> infinitely worse than a wrestling move. It sure does. <laughs> but it was, I think, some judo move. I might be making all this up. but it uh, sounds cool. I know he had a move, and he tried showing me this move. Yeah. And he videotaped every match. And so on nearly all of the VHS tapes, it, you know, in the background, you hear, it, you hear him yelling, Throw the wizard! Throw the wizard! <laughs> And I couldn't hear because you got the helmet on right, and the whole yeah. thing. And I'm like, do what? Pinned. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. So it was. Uh, and do you I feel that maybe you didn't do well because you were distracted the whole time. No, I think okay. I lacked passion and skill. Okay. Yeah, mostly skill. That's but yeah, fair. I just had no passion for it. Once I did it, I was no. like, I want to try this. And I tried it. I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah. It and that's the point where your dad was still trying to. What a tough you, sport. Probably. Like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, well, there's dude, no you see, break. like, it obviously takes physical effort because you see, like, a high schooler who's in wrestling and they look like Andre the Giant. Like, right. They're just, like, what are you made right. of, dude? Yeah. It was, it was something else. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's the, very that's my cool. sports experience. <laughs> that's very interesting. That's cool. Okay. I have one last question yes, for you. I'll do and it. this is kind of a continuation from last week. I said, if you could watch an, any movie for the first time, mm over again for the first time, what would it be? And you said you kind of want to like kind of bow out until you get to preach the sermon. And so right. I said, would you go with kind of this week, go with the easy answer and then next week go with the tough answer. Is there a tough answer that you can share based on what you preach through? I, what, what the series, how the series ended, Rachel and I were talking yesterday, like we just have to clean up some of what we watch. Sure. We, we are certainly desensitized, um, in a, in a lot of ways and we've got some, some work to do. Sure. I don't know. Like there are pivotal movies from my childhood that were, I just watched over and mm. over and over and over again. Yeah. And one of them was Commando. Oh, really? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. And I know that that, and I don't even know if I remember the exact plot. I remember his daughter gets kidnapped and right. he goes on a, it's murder. It's on not. An 80s uh, oh, muscle geez. adventure. <laughs> <laughs> 80s muscle adventure might be the best description I've there ever you heard. Because <laughs> that's what the 80s were. But I remember watching that movie as a kid and, uh, thinking man this guy's just like he's unstoppable yeah and he was arnold was so 
gigantic and had muscles. Oh, and, for sure. You know, this is certainly before any of the scandals and all that right. stuff that he, you know, dealt with and later in life. And and it was just like, wow, like yeah. that and that made this and I wanted to be Secret Service and I thought this guy's like special ops and he just can't be beaten. But I remember thinking in that movie, like his opponent um was not a person that was in near the shape that Arnold was. Right. And yet Arnold was losing at points. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this has got to be in the script. <laughs> That's what I thought. Because the way is, Arnold in real life would be you wouldn't, losing. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think. So, yeah, yeah, Commando. And again, I wouldn't endorse that movie now. Sure. There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of violence and you know certainly certainly adult themes and all that but as a as a kid and i'm thinking that robin hood movie the cartoon yeah. and commando were like my two yeah my two movies as a cool. as a kid well you watch robin hood the the disney cartoon mm-hmm. uh with the animals right uh, the animal characters and then you went out and shot a cat with an arrow right. so i'm wondering what did you go out and do after watching commando so i remember begging my parents for a bazooka of course. And they were like, we're not going to get you a bazooka. And then you begged and begged, and they finally gave you a bazooka. They gave you me a out. toy bazooka, and I rode my bike around the neighborhood. Until it turned into until a live, it turned into into a live, live ammunition. ammunition. And then you blew yeah. up the I grew up in cat. a very magical neighborhood. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, similar to Hogwarts. Wow. <laughs> That's what it is. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I remember watching Jean-Claude Van Damme movies as a kid thinking, yeah. you know, but those I have were to know karate. The, but those dudes were like at the peak. So 80s, those dudes are also at the peak of their physical. Like, oh, yeah. Incredible. Form physiques. and fitness. It's yeah. it's amazing. Like even now, you just like we watch movies and like maybe you'd say like Chris Hemsworth, who's plays Thor, is like right. he's pretty physically like he's he's pretty beefy. He's a beefy guy. Yeah. It's just different. Like, right. There wasn't like that raw, like, ah, like, well, power. some of the difference. Yeah. I mean, it was just size. Yeah. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger was one of the greatest Olympians and right, you know, bodybuilding history. Yeah. And, you know, just had a, a classic physique, and yeah. you know, Hemsworth is you know the product of you know a new new generation. It's not hip right. to be gigantic like that, I suppose. Anymore. Yeah, so that's good. Interesting. Well, thank you for that little thank you. Uh, walk down memory lane. That was good. All right. Well, we finished up the grays. We did. How do you feel, man? I was telling Bob this morning, like I feel a sense of um, satisfaction. Yeah. Um, this was a series that I'd been thinking about for several years, and um, satisfaction and thankfulness yeah. that the Lord was um, gracious in helping me piece this stuff to, yeah. together, and that, but satisfaction that it's um, done mm-hmm. and it's complete. I don't often take entire series myself. Yeah. I think one of the beauties of what we've got going on here at hope is that we've got every pastor on staff can preach Yeah, and like, you're going to preach soon. Yeah. And then Zach's going to preach. I think, um, I think in May, oh, that's great. Um, May, June, right around there. And Chad's preached. Yep. Mark preaches, Bob preaches. So yep. everybody can preach and, and do it with, with excellence. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's um, great value in, I'll use this phrase, but I don't mean it because it's not my pulpit, like sharing the pulpit. Sure. Um, it's not mine. It's the Lord's, but you know, it's my job to, it's primarily my job to preach. And yeah. so 
I think it's um, a great thing to hear from other people because the Holy Spirit's going to more likely reveal things to you in a different way than he would reveal things to me. He's not going to yeah. reveal different things to you. Sure. Like we're all going to, you know, land in the same place. Yeah. But how he's going to get you there and how you'll take, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our church family through the word is going to be, is different. And so it would be naive to think that how I present or how I study or how the Holy Spirit leads me to, to do those things is the only way it right. should be done. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I don't often take entire series because I think that multiple voices in a series is really beneficial, but with a series like the grays where you have to really, really dig and it required just so much study and so much time. Everybody else has other things they do. Like you're going to preach a sermon, but Mm -hmm. you've still got all your other responsibilities. You know, I, that's the majority of what I, what I do. And, and, also, I didn't want to put you, anybody else on the hook for having to, <laughs> you know. Jared, why did all these people leave? <laughs> <laughs> for blowing it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I mentioned yesterday, one of the cool things has been is, um, you know, post-COVID attendance has certainly been down yeah. here at Hope in person. And the last, like, three weeks, it's been jammed. Yeah. And so that's been really cool that people are coming back and, you know, the Lord seems to be using this series as a way to yeah. generate some excitement and enthusiasm and drawing, yeah. drawing people maybe out or, or back in. And so, mm-hmm. so I feel very satisfied, um, with how everything ended, ended yeah. up, you and I were just talking, you know, prior to the podcast, like I never walk off the stage and think I nailed it. Like this yeah. was awesome. But I also don't walk off the stage and think this is terrible. People lost their salvation. Like I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just. It's done. Yeah. I've done everything I know how to do, and yeah. I've presented it, and I've practiced it, and I've mm-hmm. timed it, and I've edited, it, and I've prayed over it. I've done. I don't know what else to do at that point. So yeah. to get all bent out of shape because you know I don't say something how I want to say it. I just in the sermons there's. You know, I preached um, two services now. Even when I was preaching three, though, they all three were different. They're they're both different. Yeah, a lot of consistency, yeah. certainly, and a lot of the same. But I just trust that the Lord is going to do what only He can do, anyways, mm-hmm. which is lead that, lead His people to hear what He wants them to hear. And right. if I can just stay out of the way long enough to let that happen, so I'm glad it's I'm glad the grace is done um, yeah. because I'm really looking forward to the I Am series yeah. that's coming up. Gonna be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to just kind of sitting in the goodness of Christ. Yeah, I think it'll be good. It'll be really fantastic. But yesterday was TV and movies, so it was it was kind of the big one. Um, yeah, because everybody I know watches TV. Right, it's one of the things that unites unites us as yeah. people. Is you know, like you and I have talked about a myriad of shows, sure. and there was a period of time where I was like, I don't know if I can be friends with people that don't enjoy this show <laughs> you know because what else comes of like it's a package deal if they don't get that type of humor then they're not gonna yeah. like anything about me yeah <laughs> so um yeah i think it's kind of that that uh common denominator that yeah that binds and bonds people together in a certain way and when you find somebody that like you like star wars you like star wars that's awesome and then you can start talking <laughs> star wars and yeah um common interests are good yeah it's so fun. One of the things that was interesting yesterday was just um, the level of attention that people were paying. Like there are certain times where you, 
you could like hear a pin drop in the mm. room because yeah. I think people were like, this really does apply to, to me. Yeah. And so, um, I knew it was going to be one of those ones that was <laughs> not just heavy hitting for other people, but like super self convicting yeah. <laughs> as well, because, because I, I would, I wanted it to say other things because right. I'm like, there's certain shows that it's like, Oh man, these are so hilarious. This movie's so funny, this show. And it's just like, yeah, ah, but at what cost? Yeah. At what cost? So, and we got some pretty good questions, I think. Is it, yeah, we did. As it relates to this. Yeah, really so. good. Well, why don't we go ahead Let's and do it. dive in. This is our first question. It says, hey guys, this is a loaded question. Love that intro. <laughs> Looking forward to the rest of this. <laughs> Two of my favorite shows to watch are Star Trek and Professional Wrestling. Uh, classic Trek, he puts in quote, um, the old series to Enterprise is just fine. But modern Trek, which it would be Star Trek Discovery and Picard, have some episodes that contain curse words and have some LGBTQ members as characters. While some scenes do contain romantic relationships between them, the show itself is about space exploration. So as far as wrestling goes, some episodes do have curse words, including chants from the crowd. A transgender wrestler is also on the roster, but the fact that she is transgender is not dwelled upon. My question is, in your opinion... Watching something like this, uh, is it to be considered sinful? Or am I blinded by it because of being a fan for decades? Boy, that last line, am I blinded by it? I mean, I think it shows a lot of... Maturity. Yeah, to really yeah. like open yourself up to that kind of self-examination. But yeah. yeah, there's the question. Great question. So... Yeah. Yeah. So part of what I figured was probably going to happen, and I think part of what... Um, people maybe wanted yesterday a, a little bit more was for me to spend a lot of time on content specifics specifics yep. what is permissible and right. what is not and this isn't the only email we got like like this right. uh so that's why i kind of ended things yesterday talking about the only way to to really know the difference and and because what we're really talking about here is is this contain sin or does it glorify sin and i said that you know containing sin glorify, glorifying sin being exposed to sin or being excited about sin kind of rephrasing it a couple times uh yesterday and that's that's why i i ended saying it's just so important to make sure that you have a you have an understanding of of scripture and you have a sensitivity and that's what this last line is saying like am I maybe just not sensitive enough to right. sin or able to recognize sin in the same, same way. So, you know, does classic Star Trek, is that okay? Is modern Trek bad? In order for me to answer those, I'd have to watch them. Sure. I'd have to watch those shows and I'd have to watch it for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I think after two or three episodes, you could probably get a pretty good idea. Right. Uh, you know what those shows are, professional wrestling. You know, these are things that I just don't watch. So I can't speak to the specifics of those yeah. shows, which is one of the reasons I didn't open up. Um, and we'll talk about this in, in a little bit as it relates to another question. You know, I, I talked about one one show mm -hmm. and I spent time watching that show. Yeah. Um, these shows I'm not I'm not familiar with. And so what we can do is we can look at, you know, what this individual offers. Some of the episodes contain, and it's interesting, glorifying sin or containing sin, contain curse words and have some LGBTQ members as characters. One of the things you have to ask yourself when you're watching a show is, 
you know, as it relates to glorifying sin is, is the show pushing an agenda? Right. Is there an agenda behind what it is this show is um, either communicating through plot or through mm-hmm. characters or highlighted characters? Right. And you have to, you have to watch the show to know that certainly, mm-hmm. but it would be wise to investigate the origin of the show. Yeah. Why, you know, one of the things I did um, with Queer Eye for the Straight Guy when I was, you know, looking at that show was go to the creators of the show. Why did they say they made something? Sure. God tells us why he made us. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, and we get to see him as creator. And so it's important to understand the origin and, and why the show was created. And then if you can figure out if there is an, an, an agenda and mm-hmm. the show's pushing that agenda, then, and that agenda is, is sinful, then yeah. yeah, you can't, you can't watch that. Yeah. But the only way to know it's sinful is to be, know, know the word. Mm-hmm. I've hidden your word in my heart. The psalmist says, so that I might not sin, sin against, against you. you. And yeah. so we need to hide God's word in our heart. And so yeah. when we see something that is sinful, a verse is coming to mind. God's word is coming to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Holy Spirit uses God's word to remind us of, of you know how to live lives that are honoring to Him. Yeah. And so we need to we need to go. Does this glorify sin? Is it is it you know elevating sin? Is it honoring sin? Is it making me excited about sin, or is it just exposing me to sin? A show having swear words. That's that's a pretty normal a normal yeah. thing. It's you know is it is it sinful to say curse words? Yeah, we've talked about that in the podcast. Yeah, our our language needs to be seasoned with salt, sure. full of grace. Uh, no perverse talk, coarse language should come out of our mouth. It is the show glorifying that or edifying it? Is it pushing it out front? Is there an agenda behind that, or is it just part of? you know, the, the vernacular of what's happening in that situation. Yeah. This is where it's really important to be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because he's going to tell you this yeah. is not this is not good. Like, I wonder uh, if this individual already has a feeling one way or the other, or if they're bringing these two shows up because they're already kind of like, eh, I think classic Trek is okay, but these other ones, you know, there is some stuff. And so, so what are... What are you comfortable with? What is the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, teaching you? I should yeah. say, what are you comfortable with as far as receiving from the Holy Spirit? Like, are, yeah. like, are you comfortable hearing him say no? Yeah. And then are you going to be comfortable with turning it off? Or like, are you okay with these things? Yeah. Because if we're going to ask questions like this, then we've got to be willing to follow through when the Holy Spirit gives us that thing. Mm-hmm. So, th- so one of the reasons, again, I shied away from talking about, you know, specifics as far as content goes is because I, I don't, yeah, I don't watch all of these, all of these shows. Um, yeah. When I was a kid watching wrestling, and I grew up with the WWF, that's what it was. I, I mean, I remember, um, you know, they would have uh, girls mm-hmm. that would, um, you know, some of the girls in wrestling, and then even, you know, in my twenties, I knew of some of these girls in wrestling, and like there was, as a as a man and. A, I talked about it yesterday. Like, there was no way for me to to watch uh, a, a, a girl wrestle wearing an outfit like that and not not lust. Mm. And so, like, and, and, well, I can watch that and not lust. Well, that might be that might be part of the problem. Maybe yeah. then you just have been desensitized to that. But I don't know yeah. about wrestling. Right. Wrestling now, um, you know, is the are these new modern Star Treks pushing the LGBTQ agenda, or are they just trying to be 
culturally relevant and hang on are you saying sin is circumstantial no that's not you know but there are some circumstantial sins we'll talk about that a little bit too yeah and so um sin is sin but but again you know if you want to avoid anything that contains sin you you can't be on this this earth yeah you can't even be you can't even be in yourself yeah because you and i and everybody else contains Mm-hmm. sin we're, we're born in in sin yes and we have that sin nature galatians 5 you know paul reminds us of that and yeah. and paul tells us not to be dominated by the sin nature and so be dominated by the spirit so as it relates um i think that you know it really comes down to what is the what is the holy spirit through his word like pressing in on you yeah what are you feeling if you don't have peace watching these shows if you're you know unsettled at all i would just turn it off yeah one of the themes we'll see, um, you know, probably throughout the podcast today is just airing on the side of caution. It's been a theme mm-hmm. of the, at almost every part yeah. of the gray series yeah. is, and I said it yesterday, the 10th was like, why do we feel like we need to push the lines? And so if you're unsettled, um, about a show, any, any type of show, Star Trek, wrestling, whatever the show is, then just turn it off. You're not going to. I mean, at the end of the day, like, what are you really missing? There's lots of other yeah. things out there that you could probably watch that could be just as engaging yeah. that, you know, would not dishonor the Lord or glorify sin in, in those ways. Yeah. So are you familiar with these shows at all? Uh, yeah, I grew up watching Star Trek, so I Did think I, I have a somewhat of a, yeah, I was, I was, um, I was forced into Star Trek by my father. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think, you know, I grew up kind of with a love of all things space. We already talked about that last Very, year. Yeah. I want to be an astronaut. Yes. So Star Wars, Star Trek, all those things. Um, yeah, so I have some familiarity with, with some of these. Some of the newer ones I don't, like Picard we watched a little bit of, but um, I know there's a new season or whatever, but um, that was for mostly nostalgia's sake. Um, I, I think you answered it really well. One of the things I think about is you hit on this is we need to have discernment when we're watching stuff. Right. You, you, you touched on this, uh, just like God created us with a purpose, a a show's creator has a purpose in, in everything that happens. Nothing happens by accident. And so everything that happens on screen came about because originally there was a purpose. And so that purpose determines what's finally what, what the final product is. So right. we have to be, we have to be winsome and we need to be really discerning. And one of the ways that we have to do this is, you know, with Addie, she loves Daniel Tiger. She likes watching Daniel mm-hmm. Tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of kids shows out there for her age and for obviously Henry's age too, and all the way up, you know? Um, and so we have to be really careful about what we put on because sometimes the, you know, there are themes, there are underlying themes or messages that are not apparent and so we have to think deeply about these things i think that if we take shows at face value we're setting ourselves up to to kind of be taken advantage of yeah because just as you know every every there's more to everything and so if we don't think deeply we're we're going to find ourselves in a place where we're consuming a lot of entertainment that is saying things um, that are not true, um, portraying life as though it should be a certain way, even though scripture says it shouldn't be that way. Right. Um, you know, a lot of things like that. So we need to be discerning. I think also you touched on this, where there's a difference between something glorifying sin and containing sin. The Bible contains sin. It depicts sin. Yeah. Uh, the Bible does not glorify that sin. It, right. it, it, 
shows sin and then communicates about that sin correctly. If this sin is destructive, sin is not the the way that things are going to go well for you. This this doesn't lead to human flourishing. Here's what does. Um, and so I can point to a number of either movies or shows that I've enjoyed that I I can point to and say this contains sin and does a really good job of showing how awful it is. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. And so we think about the story of David and Bathsheba and I touched right. on it yesterday. Right. Um, for a reason, because there's a, there's voyeurism, mm-hmm. there's nudity, there's murder, mm-hmm. there's manipulation, adultery, there's adultery. Yeah. Like the, it, that's every show out there. Sure. Now, <laughs> like, and, <laughs> and, but what the Bible doesn't do is glorify that. Mm-hmm. And that's a, and again, there's a huge difference between scripture and scripted. Right shows right we get it yeah (laughs) we we know that yeah but sin is is sin yeah and so is it glorifying the sin is it containing the sin you know you think about and and you said there's a purpose behind everything and that's what's so dangerous about tv is you can and again we'll talk about this in a little bit is you can have a, a creator create something and have all the right words, mm-hmm. and this is created for something, but but we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the powers of darkness, and so the enemy has an agenda. Yeah, And the enemy, just like God uses us as his ambassadors, the enemy will use people to get his message, his sure. ultimate plan yeah. across as well. And so this is why we just need to be really savvy when it yeah. comes to what we watch and need to be really diligent in studying God's word, memorizing God's word, meditating on it. That way, you know, the bells and the whistles go off when we see something and it can happen. It can happen episode to episode. That's Mm -hmm. the other thing too. It's like, if you, if I would have got up there and said, everybody can watch the office, Mm -hmm. you're like, Okay, and they would go, well, I can watch every episode of The Office. But does every episode of The Office do some episodes glorify? Sin? Yeah. So you can, you can you know, take it episode by episode. It right. It's not just like, oh, I can watch this show and everything within this show is, is good. And, mm-hmm. and so it's just being willing to make those hard decisions and yeah. shut the TV off when it comes to certain things. Yeah, I think a good question that kind of gets to the heart of it is, are we being entertained by sin that Jesus died for? Mm, that's, that's are good. we being entertained by it? Yeah, that's really um, good. I th- again, there, I, I'm a history guy, so it's like um, you can watch a war movie that's depicting something. Or, or what, what's a great uh, one movie that received a ton of awards with Schindler's List that yeah, depicts yeah. the reality of the Holocaust right. or World War II where it's just no one's watching that thinking like, oh, yeah, I love this. They're telling the story. It's telling the story. They're not glorifying it. They're condemning it and showing just the awfulness of what took place and commemorating it in a way that can be told and remembered as a lesson going forward. And so I think there's a difference there where, of course, person by person, some people will not be able to handle that. And (laughs) for good reason. Yeah. Uh, It's incredibly heavy and it's incredibly just emotionally disturbing. Um, there are people, you know, like myself who have seen it and, you know, I go to bed at night and, you know, I have prior knowledge of those events and stuff. And so it it puts it in a format that's helps it become more real as, as a way of, of learning. But again, that's besides the fact there are things like that, that depict sin that are not glorifying the sin. And we have to be really, like you said, diligent about 
asking those questions about what we're watching, what we're viewing, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this is a good question. Really good. So, yeah. So thinking more principally, we need to think and, you know, we can't answer the the details for people, but um, some principles to help us think about that. Okay. Absolutely. Moving on. We got another question. I am a female with female body parts. Uh, It doesn't bother me to see other females bodies because I have the same situation going on. I've gone bra shopping with friends and we've seen each other naked while changing clothes. It's never been sexual for me to see other women naked. Is it still considered a sin to watch a show that isn't glorifying sin, but contains sin by showing a naked female? Also to that effect, is it sinful to shop with my girlfriends and try on clothes and see each other naked while changing outfits or getting advice about a bra I'm trying on, which she would have to be looking at to give advice? What a great question. Yeah. Um, And I think... I'll kind of split this up into two sections because, you know, one of these is uh, directed specifically at like TV. Yeah. Um, Is it still considered a sin to watch a show that isn't glorifying sin, but contains sin by showing a naked female? I, and this might just be me moving forward in ignorance, Sure, but I've never seen nudity in a film that wasn't, revolving around some type of sexual situation. I'm sure there are maybe some films out there. Um, I've never seen Schindler's list, but I I don't know. That's one. There's, there's probably, there are other historical films that for the sake of being as explicitly truthful to what happened. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I personally haven't seen, you know, a, a film like that. So the question, the first question you have to ask yourself, I guess, is why is the nudity there? Yeah. What's it there for? Is is it there as a depiction of historical events, so on and so forth? Or is it, is it there in a sexually immoral situation? Or even if it is a sexual, sexually permissible situation, let's say you've got one man and one woman in the bonds of marriage is, is the intent behind why the director or the writer or the producer put nudity in there? What, what's that? what's that for so it's not it's not necessarily that um you know you in and of yourself are going to be sexually charged by the images or struggle in sin because of that but what's it designed designed to do um, i think is really important you if you remember uh, you know first corinthians 10 we're supposed to do all for the glory of god and so you know, is that nudity there to, to glorify God? And is that even, is that even possible? How Mm -hmm. would you, how would you do that? Yeah. Is it glorifying to the Lord when we look back through history and uh, realize the sins of our, our past or our grandparents past or their parents or whatever it is. And we learn from those things. We grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord because of those things that these are all things to think about. Um, But I would, I would caution like I cautioned yesterday with Matthew six, like the eye is, is the lamp. And yeah. if you take in darkness, that's what's going to come out. Mm-hmm. And again, in my experience, if there's nudity, whether it's male or female, doesn't, doesn't matter in, in a film there, it's there for a reason. Yeah. And in the films that I've seen, it's been gratuitous. That's, yeah. that's what it's been there for to, to charge up, you know, sexuality or to depict, um, 
sexual immorality. Yeah. Very, very, I can't think of a movie I've seen. And I don't want to spend too much time thinking about it. Right. That's had nudity where it's a husband and a wife and they're just in love mm-hmm. and they're just living out what the Lord has commanded in, in relationship to their marriage. I think if you get that, you're not putting nudity in there because you know it can lead others to right. sin. It can cause others to, to sin. Well, that's suppo- that's like supposed to fundamentally be a private thing anyways. So why are we right. putting it out there? And right. yeah, so so as far as that goes, um, you know, if it doesn't bother you to see another female's body, well, I mean, that makes sense yeah. to, to me. And I guess yeah. this is relating to, um, yeah. you know, hanging out with her girlfriends and maybe trying on clothes and things like that. Like I'm, I've been going to gyms since I was 15 years old and there's a locker room and men are changing in the locker room and their clothes are off. I mean, that's, that's kind of a normal thing. That's not a, that's not a a sexually charged thing from, from most, for most people. Um, but again, I mean, (laughs) I would assume, you know, your, your friends, but I mean, people, People can struggle with with lust, and people mm-hmm. can struggle with pornography. It doesn't matter, male or female, and yeah. perhaps they see something, and it might, um, you know, cause a thought or a temptation. Right. I mean, the enemy is is waiting. He's 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 waiting for us to slip up and be on, and he's on the prowl, and he wants to destroy and divide and all of those yeah. things. And so, again, it's just kind of erring on the side of caution. Would I say it's sinful for you to try and close with a girlfriend? But I don't know if I'd go that far to, right. to say that. But yeah. I think there's no harm in stepping back and and thinking. Could this lead to yeah. sin in some? Which in, this person obviously is in that place of really, which tr- is great, trying to consider and. Yeah. Be thoughtful about that, which I think is really good. Yeah. Um, I think this is an aspect of it, of this kind of um, topic that people don't really think about, you know? Yeah. So I, th- I think it's really good. Yeah, um, I think it's, uh, I th- again, just always moving forward, recognizing how, you know, what we take in visually, what we take in with our ears, all of, all of it plays a role in how we act yeah. and how we respond. And yep. maybe this individual goes to a lot of movies or sees a lot of movies by themselves. And, and so they're not leading others to sin. It's not mm-hmm. causing them to sin. And so they're wondering if, is it really glorifying sin? But it, it probably just because it's not, doesn't do anything for you. Doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. not glorifying sin and that it's going to lead someone else to sin. Right. And, and so then it becomes a question of intent. Mm-hmm. What, why? Why is that nudity right in there? What's What's the point? Yeah. Um, I heard, uh, you know, I've heard people talk about shows. You know, and a lot of times it seems like on the first few episodes of shows, they'll put a lot of nudity in there because it draws people in. Mm-hmm. And then once the show gets going, then right. perhaps then some of that set, then it settles down. Then it settles down quite a bit. Yeah, I think that's good to think about the intent of things. Um, you know, if you're viewing something that didn't, doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you, especially as a female, you've got to know that a lot of female nudity in movies and stuff is meant to elicit a response. Right. Um, and so even though it may not be eliciting a response from you, it could still be sinful. We talked about this yesterday in your sermon where is it is it causing someone else to sin? Right. Is it meant to cause someone to sin? Right. Um, you know, we have to think about that. One thing I've always thought about, and this can own, this can only be taken so far because you still have to think about it. A lot of the questions asked when it comes to this topic is why is nudity wrong? If you can watch like a bloody war movie, why is that okay? Right. And 
My first answer is it's not always okay. Right. Like, again, we have to think about it. We talked about it last week. Is right. Was the war just? You know, uh, yeah, we talked sure. about all that stuff. That's an aspect of it. Yep. Visually, is it necessary, like, to be grotesque, to be very, you know, yeah. think about movies like Saving Private Ryan, which is just renowned as being, one, ultra-realistic, um, like, shockingly realistic, you know, in its level of violence. And so there's movies out there like that that I think for the most part, many Christians feel comfortable like, oh yeah, this is, this is a good story to be told or whatever. <clears throat> um, there's a difference between uh, simulated violence and a real human body, like yeah. a real naked human body. Mm-hmm. So I think there's fundamentally a different th- difference there. I don't know how, I, you know, you'd have to think about this right. and see how far that goes, but I think it's something yeah. to consider. Like, I think we'd all be shocked if we, you know, when viewing real violence, like if there's, stuff going on in Ukraine. There's been some images that pop up here mm-hmm. and there yeah. um, that are disturbing, uh, that it's real. It's fundamentally different. You know, I'm watching something or I'm seeing an image that's real and I know that's a real person who's, you know, in a violent situation versus something that's simulated and meant to tell a story. So again, that can only go so far because you still have to think very carefully about well, it. Yeah. First thing I think about is video games. Yeah. Like those are pixelated. Do they use pixels anymore? I don't know how it works. It's all pixels. Okay. It's just a lot more than there used to be. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's not a real man or a, a real right. woman. And, right. Um, so, yeah, so much of it boils down to to intent and, yeah. you know, it's a tricky thing because is nudity sinful? No, not no. in the marriage, no. but it is situationally sinful. If yeah. you, if you put it in a situation that is not honoring to the Lord, if you, yeah. if you take nudity outside of what God designed it yeah. for, it's so interesting. I mean, Adam and Eve started off naked. Mm-hmm. They started off naked. Yeah. And then when their eyes were open because they ate the fruit, yep. the scriptures say that they were naked and they felt they felt shame and they were afraid because they were naked yeah. like they 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 and, and then god in another mysterious is like, who told you you were naked <laughs> <laughs> he already knows the answer yeah. um so it, it's you know nudity in and of itself uh, the naked body that's how god created us yeah and um there's nothing we don't need to be ashamed of our our bodies we don't none of none of that yeah but what we have done with the body is what we do with so much of what God has created is we've perverted it and now we've made it an object to, and yep. uh, we lust after it. We desire right. it. We mm-hmm. want it causes envy. It causes jealousy. Sure. I want that yeah. body. I want this body. Right. And so, and so when the, that is available to, to people in a, a show or a movie or, I mean, you just think about the damage pornography has done. Yeah. Um, when that's available to people, we we know that there's a reason why they've whoever they are, producers, writers, yeah. creators, content creators, yep. why they've they've desire why they desire to put those images in their in their right. show. There's there's always a motive yeah. behind it. And so it does require a lot of a lot of thought, you know, simulated sin versus or you know, simulated violence versus a right. real body. Like that's certainly something to consider. Um you know, is it again? Is it a depiction of real things? But but why was Saving Private Ryan? Was it overtly? I, I'd never seen the film. Yeah, yeah. bloody and and then you just wonder if like some of these writers and directors love to push the boundaries. I think sure. of um, 
Quentin Tarantino, I think. Isn't he known yeah. to have really violent and I think he's yeah, yeah he's known to what another push one, the boundaries. Yeah, push the boundaries. Another yeah. one that comes to mind is the movie Three Hundred, which was really well known for artistic violence. Yeah. That was just like over the top. Um so I mean I think those are definitely examples of you need to think about this. Yeah. What's the purpose behind it? Um you if know. you if you study the word and if yeah. if you hide it in your heart, like the Lord will let you the Lord yeah. will let you know. And if you don't have complete peace about something, then just don't just yeah. don't do it. If you if you are having to really dig into a show, you know, whether it's the the plot or the characters, the creators, the writers, odds are you, you probably already know the answer. Sure. Like you're like, ah, why was this really? Are they pushing an agenda here? Well, yeah, you're asking yeah. for a reason, right? Um, because something's not sitting well with you. And and I'm not saying you know don't investigate. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. certainly do. Yeah. You know what you what you should do and and get to the bottom of it if you can, yeah. if you even can. But yeah, there's just no need to push it. I, yeah. I know, it, it, at least in my my opinion, and I think, I think the Lord would agree with that. You know that we are to be holy, as He is holy. What does that mean? Be set apart. Yeah. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If you don't, you know, if you love the world and love the Father isn't in you. So we know that the Lord agrees with His idea of just you know just being just being cautious with things, not loving the world, being enamored with the world, and just moving forward. Um, with hopefully uh, your connection to him being the primary motive for everything you yep. do. We talked about that in the now what series, like make that the vision for your life. Yeah. Is this connecting me to Jesus? Yeah. Is 300 is saving private Ryan connecting me to Jesus, right. you know? And if it's not, you know, cause I mean, the argument does Disney going to Disney world connect me to Jesus. Yeah. You know, we can make that argument with everything, but, there are certain things that we know are, are going to disconnect us. Sure. Our sin doesn't disconnect us in that we've lost our salvation, but it's what quenches the spirit. That's part of what drives a wedge. I don't know if you've ever had a day where you've just felt sinful all day because of X, Y, Z that you did. And you go to open up your Bible, maybe at the end of the night, and you're like, Ugh. you just feel dirty. Like <laughs> yeah. you feel, I've had that. Like yeah. where I've just had days where I've, I've, you know, sinned in certain areas and or said certain things, looked at certain things, and then I go to pray and I'm like, oh boy, yeah. how do I even do this? Right. You know, and I pray for forgiveness and confess my sins and all that, but, but it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. Yeah. So it's good. Good question. Cool. Very good. All right. Now on to our last question. This one was really good too. They're all good questions. I thank our listeners for good questions. I as well. <laughs> all right. I'm curious about something you said in the TV sermon of the Grays. You spoke about the show Queer Eye being sinful to watch primarily because the original producer created it because he felt as though culture was now prepared to celebrate the homosexual lifestyle. Now, I asked the following not necessarily because I love the show itself, but rather because I feel like the corresponding lesson is good to take out into other media as well. On the show, while it's very clear that all five members are gay and certainly not ashamed of that fact, the show isn't about their homosexuality. Rather, it's about how can we help this person slash family slash organization do the great work they're doing in the community with homelessness slash students and mental health um, or many, many other ostensibly good things. The question then becomes this. If the reasoning or the productive background behind a piece of media is sinful, but the media itself doesn't necessarily celebrate that sin, 
Is it still sinful to watch or consume that media? I'm curious to hear your answers. A very well thought out question. Yeah, super well thought out. Um, I'll start by answering the question directly. If the reasoning, if the reasoning or productive background behind a piece of media is sinful, but the media itself doesn't necessarily celebrate that sin, is it still sinful to watch or consume that media? I think the answer is yes. Mm. And I think the answer is yes because of what Solomon tells us in Proverbs sixteen two, right? The Lord weighs the motive. Mm. Motive matters. Yeah, motive matters. We know this as human beings because what we project either by how we carry ourselves or the words that we say doesn't always necessarily match what we want to actually happen in a particular situation. If you have ever uh, been, it doesn't matter, friendship, relationship, married, boyfriend, girlfriend, people manipulate people all the time. Yeah. And they will say certain things in a certain way to get a certain reaction. And it may all sound good. It may all sound fine, but motive, motive matters. Yeah. And we know it matters because Proverbs tells us, Solomon tells us that the Lord weighs motive. So if it matters to God, then it should matter to us. Mm. If you can have a show that is um, started and I talked about David Collins. He was one of the creators of Queer Eye and uh, rebooted Queer Eye, which is you know Netflix version of it. You know, starting in 2018, and then Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which was 2003 on the Bravo Network. I think for five seasons. He he's the creator of the show, and he created that show for a a reason. And if you read the reasons that he created the show, some of it's going to sound you know, okay. You might think, right. oh, yeah, this is, this is, this might be an okay motive. And I think that's part of what um, this individual quotes, because they're quoting here uh, when they say, how can we, uh, I assume, I don't, I couldn't find this quote anywhere. So I don't know if it was, uh, you know, from the, one of the creators of the show or one of the fab five uh, members, how can we help this person, family organization do great work they're doing in the community with homelessness, students, and mental health, many, many of their ostensibly good things. And so when you hear that, you know, the reason the show exists is because they want to help peoples and f- people and family and organizations do great work in their community and with homelessness and students and mental health, I mean, that all sounds really good. Yep. Um, do, you, do you need homosexuals to do that? And do you have to make that the foundation for for the show can you do that work and not celebrate that sin and i think what this uh, listener is maybe leaning towards in his heart because you can't have dialogue with them but is that they don't feel that the show celebrates the sin itself and i and i think that they you know the question becomes if but the media itself doesn't necessarily celebrate the sin. And they say, well, it's very clear that all five members are gay and certainly not ashamed of the fact the show isn't about their homosexuality. I would disagree with that. I would disagree with that. And the way that I would disagree with that is by giving an example. Um, I can celebrate a sports team simply by wearing their jersey. People see me wearing a Cavs jersey or Browns jersey. They know I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. They know I support the team. If I got the hat on, if I've got the shoes on, even that much more support for the team. It's pretty clear. I don't have to say a word. Yeah. So I don't have to give the details of my favorite player. I don't have to give the details of how many games I watch, how many I've been to, all the years I've been a fan. I don't need to give a single detail. I just wear a jersey. 
yeah. wear a hat and everybody knows I support the team. Yeah. And so my argument would be that they don't have to get into the details of their homosexual lifestyle or when they, you know, started to identify, you know, as a homosexual and, you know, how they came out to their family. They don't have to give any of those details for us to know that they're supporting a lifestyle that the scriptures do not support. Yeah. And we can't forget that motive matters. Motive matters. So I watched, I could get, and I watched the show as part of my prep. Um, Obviously not all five (laughs) seasons of it or the seasons, the three seasons on, um, you know, Netflix, but I couldn't find much information, but they're starting a a, a version of this in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I watched the trailer for it. Yeah. And the trailer was in German. Naturally. Now, I don't, now, I don't know if you know this, yeah. <laughs> but I don't speak German. I do not speak German. But I didn't have to speak German to know what I was seeing. Yeah. And what I was seeing was a, a man who was wearing makeup and high heels and a dress mm-hmm. going around and doing perhaps all of these things, um, you know, that helping people wanting to help an organization. But that, that was a man that was, I'm assuming here again, cause I don't speak German. Right. That was either identifying as a woman or was a, a homosexual man that chose to do that. Now, am I saying dresses or only for girls? Well, traditionally, in our country, in America, yeah, I, I think we can sure. we can say that. And so, again, without getting too into the weeds on this, right. I think that the show is is clearly celebrating the homosexual lifestyle. Yeah, I think it's in the title. Yeah, queer eye, right? Queer eye for the straight guy. Yeah, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to go in the nuance. Just think of somebody that's wearing a jersey and a hat. You know that they're supporting supporting the team. Right. So it kind of gets us back to the original question of, you know, should you be considerate of the origin of all media? And the answer is yeah, yeah. as far as you can know. Right. That's the thing. You can try to dig for information. The, the individual that asked the question about Star Trek Discovery, you may not, the creators of Star Trek Discovery may not be giving interviews on what the motive was behind starting Star Trek Discovery, which is also curious because why are they asking that question of a person that starts a show called Queer Eye for the Strike Guy? Because they know that there's typically, you know, some motive behind yeah. it. And it's a more, yeah. it's probably a more interesting story for the the general public to sure. um, hear and read about. Right. So as much as you can, yeah, yeah, figure out what's the intent. Why did why did they make this movie? Why did they make that movie? Mm-hmm. And, and the question, you know, then becomes: If I know that the intent was to celebrate, excuse me, a lifestyle or put out front, venerate, elevate a lifestyle yeah. that is a sinful lifestyle, yeah. uh, then then I would again choose not to watch programming like that but it's not just that's the thing we get so bogged down and talking about when it comes to sexual sin it's like homosexuality is like the big one and now transgender is a huge a huge thing that everybody wants to talk about but you know the biggest problem (laughs) is poor pornography like and it's typically heterosexual pornography like that's the that's one of the biggest problems facing the the world yeah like the world if you look at the stats on pornography and use by particularly young men, mm-hmm. they're as, it's astronomical. Yeah, and 
you know, Christians are, you know, taking the, and I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about, you know, yeah. all sexual perversion, but it's, it's all, it's all sin. Yeah. It's all sin. You shouldn't be watching a, probably a, sh- a show like Queer Eye the same way you shouldn't be watching a heterosexual show that puts right. fornication, having sexual relations outside of marriage. You shouldn't watch that either. Yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily have to do, uh, it's all a perversion yeah. of, of God's design. Yeah. God's design for sex was one man, one woman yeah. in the bonds of marriage. That's it. Anything outside of that is perversion. Mm-hmm. And so we can spend, you know, time talking about, yeah. you know, shows like queer eye. And I think it's important to do that. Yeah. But I think there are plenty of other shows that push a sinful agenda when it comes to sexuality. Mm-hmm. And to say that I can watch this show because, you know, it's a show about, you know, guys that are tr- trying to go out and have one night stands or xyz yeah and that one's okay because you know it's heterosexual but i can't watch this one because it's you know homosexual in nature it, it's all sin yeah it's all sin and so just to kind of summarize yeah i think that we need to be careful with um all media yeah and if we can find out what the motive is and find out what the motive is and then i would again um perhaps challenge that you know the show in question that we were talking about doesn't celebrate and yeah. and to be thinking about how we can support things without without necessarily even saying saying a word yeah. and and when we push that out front um does that honor our lord does yeah. that glorify god that's good what do you think it's cool yeah i mean i you answered it really well and obviously you've seen the show you've you are coming at this with a lot more information than i do but one of the things i think about is that it sounds like from what I know and from what you've shared, um, even if there isn't a specific, even if that's not the specific theme, what's being assumed as normative in the show is something that's contrary to scripture. Mm. And it's assumed in such a way that it's just peripheral and always there. Um, so even if it's not explicitly stated through words or through a presentation, I think overall the existence of the show is saying something. There's a message being said, just like every show is saying something. Sure. You watch a show about, I don't know, an, an ethical oil baron, you know, <laughs> but you know, like, like you could watch, <laughs> you could watch a show that's maybe about a historical figure or something like that. There's always going to be a message telling you like, ah, oh, this was wrong. This was right. This, I, I, mean, right. I, I love cinematography. I love all that stuff. Um, I'm super interested in it. I'm super interested by it. And, um, it's fascinating to me that storytelling can make you feel certain things about certain things. I mean, Very much Sarah so. and I have talked about the fact that when she watches certain shows and she would tell you this, um, that there's certain shows that are geared to make you feel a certain way about things. And, you know, we've all been there where you're watching the movie and the movie is trying to tell you, you should really root for this guy to hook up with this lady that he's always been in love with. But, you know, down the road, he got married to someone else and he's always thought about this person. You know, it's Nicholas Sparks. That's always what it is. It's like, dude is married to someone else, but he's always been in love with this other woman and you're supposed to really want them to be together and so that's evil. Yeah. <laughs> like that's wicked. Yeah. Uh, it's sinful. So again, there's always a message and cinematography, everything, the script, music, all of it is meant to make you feel something and think something. Yeah. Uh, we just, we have to be really thoughtful about that because we can so quickly be deceived. 
And that's it. And and that's the word is deceived. We have to remember scripture says that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And so we can have, again, all the right words. You know, we want to help this person or family or organization do great work and, and do things and help students and help the community and thrive. And we can have all that language. But the enemy disguises himself as an angel of light. What's that mean? That means he's manipulating you this the same way you is in all of us right, manipulating right, right. you the same way he tried to manipulate Christ when he's tempting him. He's like, yeah. You know, in the Bible's, I mean, you're not even gonna strike your heel and you're not gonna hurt yourself. Just throw yourself off this giant cliff. <laughs> She's like, nah, dude. <laughs> that's a direct quote from scripture. <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 dude. dude. There's a translation in, of the Bible out there, I'm sure this is not is that the message. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. <laughs> nah, nah, bro. I'm not going to do that, man. <laughs> right. Because scripture also says. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, what's he doing? Is he's disguising. He's trying to use God's very words against himself. Yeah. It just tells you how stupid he is yeah. and how insane he is and how prideful he is. Right. But that's what that's what culture is doing is they're deceiving yeah. us. And one of the worst things that can happen is we just get used to a, a, a man cross-dressing. Yeah. We get we get used to that, and yeah. it just becomes this vestigial thing. It's just in the background. Right. It's just it's elevator music in a sense. Where right. Right. You, you don't really even know it, yeah. and it just becomes a cultural norm. And this mm-hmm. is what we're doing now. And then that's that's how the fade begins. Right. Is it, we just expose ourselves to it, and eventually you just get get used to it. Yeah. It's like how you you know, boil a frog, so right. to speak. You put it in cold water and just slowly turn up the heat. And, right. and, and there it is. They just, yeah. okay, that's, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is why it's really important to just, I think, be thoughtful. And that's what this, this question is such a thoughtful question and yep. such a great, a great question. Um, yeah. But be thoughtful like this and, yeah. and be thinking. And I love that this question uh, lends itself to going, well, let's do this with other media yeah. as, as well. That's I good. think that's really important. It's really good. Excellent. Well, that was went great. fast today. Dude. Yeah. It felt that way. It felt that way. We've got one last thing. What do we got? We've got a few minutes, so okay. let's do this. So a thoughtful listener was listening last week and mm. heard our discussion about favorite cookies. Ah, Isn't that kind? That's very so kind. your favorite cookie is? My favorite cookie would be chocolate chip. Cookie. Chocolate chip, yeah. yeah. And then Big my time. favorite cookie, seasonal, was seasonal one of those was the snowball things. The snowball things to which you said, "I think you have an overabundance of saliva," or yeah. something like that. I've only had those, and only found them to be very dry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then I said, "Oh wait, no, I forgot. My very favorite cookie is." Let's a not choc- forget that you said your everyday cookie. That's right. My, every, really- my once a day. My, my, once <laughs> my daily a day one. Cookie, my <laughs> My daily cookie. <laughs> my one a day cookie is the chocolate chip. My walking around cookie. Right. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's it. I said is a chocolate no bake cookie. Oh, oatmeal chocolate. Yeah, chocolate yeah. oatmeal, oatmeal no bake cookie. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually just referred to as a no bake cookie. A no bake cookie. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't bake them. So oh, this listener, okay. who may or may not be Marissa Melcher, the wife of Pastor Zach Melcher, wow, thoughtful listener, yeah, has prepared Hi, some cookies for us oh, to try. Marissa, thank you. So here is yours. <laughs> okay, there you go. For those that are just listening, I'm looking at a cookie right now. So That's I've right. watched a fair amount of food competition shows. Yes. So 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, just talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So I'm surprised at In, the initial impressions are yeah, important. It's dense. It's yeah. heavier than I thought. Yeah, for sure. I was assuming no bake. It was going to be, um, and I haven't bit into it yet, but it was going to be more uh, loose in form. Yeah. This is holding form. Mm-hmm. I'm going to smell it. Okay. What does it smell like? It smells like a delicious cookie is what it smells yeah. like. Um, yeah. I got some chocolate there. I was getting... Some peanut butter hints. Is there? There is. Okay. There's peanut butter. Peanut you have butter a keen in there. nose, my friend. Well, peanut butter is pretty distinct. The nose of a hound dog. <laughs> wow, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> is that Song of Solomon? Is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that in, specifically you. in relation to the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you benevolent oil baron, you. Is that oh. what it is? Ethical. Ep- ethical. <laughs> oh, we're going off the rails. All right, you got to try yeah. the cookie. All right, here we go. I'm going to move here. the mic. Let me, let me right. take a bite. <laughs> oh my mm. let me start with the flavor incredible an incredible flavor yeah I'm a huge fan of peanut butter and chocolate yeah super good so and it's toothsome it is there's there's density to it there is I feel I'm going to be chewing this for a while are you a texture guy because if you're a texture guy that could be a really good thing what do you mean? Like, do I enjoy texture? Yeah, do you enjoy, like, food with, like, kind of a lot of texture to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think flavor is primary for me. Right. When I was a kid, I didn't like mushrooms because I didn't like the texture. Yeah, I get, yeah. But that's where, but I'm good with them now. Yeah. But this, this was excellent. Yeah. Just well done, Marissa. Thank you. Yeah, very good. So now you've, you've tasted my cookie. Right. My favorite. This isn't mine. Like, yeah. Marissa made them. But I brought you a pork loin. <laughs> no. Be like, your gift is incredible. <laughs> Even though we've never talked about it, you seem like I would a pork accept loin. that. <laughs> I would accept that. I'm a ribeye man. That's right. So. That's right. I'll keep that in mind. But I do like pork. Um, yeah. So there you go, man. Thank you. It's got oatmeal in it, so you know it's it's healthy for you. Yeah. Uh, it's got is chocolate, how it so it's good for your heart. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you have been deceived. <laughs> this cookie has disguised itself That's right. as a cookie of light. <laughs> as a cookie of light. This is a cookie of darkness. Yeah. But, de- but delicious. Delicious. Yeah. So thank you, Marissa. Delicious thank you, Marissa. Cookies. Amazing. It's super meaningful. Thank you, and Zach, for bringing it. Yes. Zach was the, the bearer of good cookies. He was. That's excellent. Cool. Thanks for your time, man. Thank this was you. awesome. And yes. thanks uh, to our listeners for the questions. Really, really, really good. Keep so them coming. So we're looking forward to the next time, and we can't wait for many more times together. Yeah, this was episode five. Yes, it was. If you have questions, you can submit them to podcast at Hope Christian Church. That's right. Or text them to 440-HOPE-222. Oh, man, we're getting good at this. I like it. All right, we'll see you guys next week. See you next time. See ya. <laughs>